You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin-cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Welcome to the Antler Up Report. This is the place where you will hear from hunters discussing real-time, in-the-moment tactics and stories. Tune in, enjoy, and antler up. What's up, everybody? We're back, and we're doing something new, something that has been on the docket of mine for the last three and a half plus years of having the Antler Up podcast, and that's doing a quick little recap of what's going on, what is happening, what's next in the field, I guess you could kind of say, during the season. And I'm joined by the other line by a good friend of mine, Chris Weiss. Chris has been on the show already. This one is going to be technically episode a little quick one too, but he'll you'll hear another full one when we get into some scrapes and hearing how Chris you plan on smashing a couple big bucks here in multiple states. And dude, right now you're actually driving back from a Maryland hunt. So what's going on, dude? Yeah, man, just uh, headed home from a evening hunt. Uh, as far as the season goes, man, it's been it's been a good one already. Uh, I think I've seen eight bucks in the last six days. And uh, I've seen, I think, eight bucks and maybe three does. So that's that's the ratio I want to keep heading in that direction. <laughs> that is the ratio you want. Dude, you've already had some, like, really good stories to tell just from, like, the first week and a half and that most people, some people, have all year, it seems like, just here in Pennsylvania. But kind of just real quick, you've been down Maryland. Obviously, last year you've killed a, mo- a couple different bucks in three different states. You had four in three different states, Maryland, Ohio, and PA. This year, same states adding West Virginia to the, to the mix of that and already got you, you let an arrow go, but the buck is going to live, which is kind of, you know, not the outcome that you were hoping for, but in the grand scheme of things, you know, I guess run us through kind of your, what's been happening in the woods, just because it's been eventful. It's, you know, obviously you're posting on your stories, you're finding that hot sign, you're in it. And I'm anxious to, to hear some of the, the stories already that, that you've encountered. Yeah, definitely, man. So I'll just I'll just kind of run you through what's happened since day one. I'll try not to go too deep into details so we can keep it kind of short. Uh, so the season opened, not this past Friday, but the Friday before. Uh, I kind of sat on the outskirts that first morning, 
because I had a camera I wanted to check, didn't want to bust up my best spot right off the bat. Uh, so I got that first sit out of the way. And uh, the second morning, I, I dove into some fresh shine. And, uh, dude, I had a I had a great second day. I uh, I seen a Pope and Young type beer and uh, about a 100-inch beer with it. And then a 400-pound black bear behind that. So it was a very eventful morning. Um, those deer were maybe like 25 yards. They were within shooting range. But uh, as everybody knows, with the early season in the foliage, they were just in some stuff where I couldn't get a shot off. Um, so after that, uh, the whole black bear thing, man, I had like five or six black bears move in uh, to this area. I had been scouting uh, all summer, and it's due because there was a guy baiting on the public. So uh, I kind of abandoned that area just a little bit, uh, and it kind of like threw a wrench in the, into my plan. So I started to just go kind of woodsmanship and uh, get in some new areas and do some scouting and just with hopes that that, that spot would kind of calm. I hunted Sunday. It was kind of uneventful. And then Monday, Tuesday, I took off. Tuesday, I went down and did some uh, scouting. And Tuesday, I found two like really good spots, uh, real fresh scrapes. I think I found eight or nine scrapes Tuesday that were fresh from that morning. And I knew that we were going to have a cold front coming in. I think that was Thursday morning. Um, so the one scrape I actually uh, decided to hunt Wednesday. I went in Wednesday, hunted over the scrape, and I had uh, two small bucks in a doe come in. And just the way they came in and the way I accessed and the way the wind flows through that spot, it was just a perfect setup. Everything laid out really good. And I knew if I spent a couple of days on that scrape, I'd probably have an encounter. And uh, Thursday morning when that cold front come through, I had four bucks come in. And the last two bucks that came in were uh, two shooters. And uh, the, the buck come in 16 yards and uh, was broadside. And uh, to be honest, man, you know, you said I let an arrow fly. Uh, that, that situation, I just got really, really rushed. Uh, it was a kind of a situation where I didn't have a lot of time to shoot. And uh, with a traditional bow, I have a, you know, I got a sequence I always put myself through uh, to make, and you know what, I just, I just didn't do that. So um, <clears throat> that was on me. I made a back shot. I, I hit that deer in the back straps, and uh, we tracked him on the arrow like 600 yards away no blood um there was no gut matter on the arrow it was just fatty uh like meaty blood on it not a lot of blood so obviously you know that deer is going to live and uh he'll just have a scar maybe get a um, but for, maybe, maybe get a chance to crack at him again you never know yeah well if i was him i wouldn't come back to that area <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh, since then, man, uh, I got a couple sits in and I, I haven't seen nothing, but I'm still on really good sign. Uh, I know tonight I was texting you. I was on a really hot feed tree, which is actually something different. And I think this is good uh, because, you know, there's the acorns are falling. There's a lot of red oaks falling and there's a lot of um, chestnut oaks falling. The whites are starting to drop, but they're not like if you would stand under one, they're not raining yet, but there's still some, you know, here and there. Um, but I found this chestnut tree. There's three chestnut trees, and they're just raining chestnuts. And under this chestnut tree, it's all padded down. There's scat. You know, the chestnuts are broken up. 
uh, in half, and you can see where they've been feeding. There's scrapes all around that tree. Uh, I did sit that tree tonight and didn't see anything, which was really surprising because it, I sat through about three hours of rain, and it, uh, the rain died the last hour. And usually, you know, it's, it was cool. The rain just stopped. I'd have thought, like, I was so sure I was going to see deer. Um, but nothing showed up. So I threw a cell camera up on that, but uh, that might tell me that maybe somebody has pulled around in there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because when a virgin sit like that, man, I really expected to see some deer. But, uh, you know, uh, it, it's mountain country. You're not going to see deer every set either. So I'm hoping the cell camera tells me uh, what's in the area. And then I'll just go from there, man. I'll just uh, probably keep putting boots on the ground and uh, just using woodsmanship. Well, the one aspect that you said that I find really important, and it's a key thing that a lot of people have been harping on on the podcast in the last couple of years. And, you know, I think I know for, for one, I've taken it for granted, and that's the access, right? Like, how are you getting in there undetected? And you were just saying, earlier from the, that Wednesday hunt when you had a couple bucks in dough and all that stuff, your access was, was primo, right? You had the good win. And that was even my situation from a couple weekends ago for that opening weekend on that Saturday. And dude, when you were f- sending me those messages tonight, as far as the sign you were getting into the rain. And when I texted you, I was like, I think that rain was letting up. I was hoping that you were going to send me a text like, Hey, uh, either I'm going to be, late and what we could record tomorrow because I've whacked a buck or, or I already whacked a buck and we're good to go for tonight. I was hoping it was going to be one of those two <laughs> conversations be, just because man, I, something about the rain, I just love it. And that was the encounter that I had. And it's tough. Like you even alluded to earlier in your, when you had that shot opportunity, how tough it is right now with the foliage. I mean, man, it is tough. Like you might only have one little window, no matter what style of hunting you are doing a tree stand, a saddle, you might only have that one little window. And if that deer doesn't come through there, you're screwed. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was actually, like I said, I was only about 10 yards off, man. If I was that 10 yards closer, I probably would have got a shot at that, that Pope young type deer on that second day. Yeah. So what's, what's next for you as far as Maryland goes, as far as getting ready for PA, I know even next week, like Ohio is going, is about to, you know, ramp up here. So what's kind of on your like next to-do list or this upcoming week? Yeah. So, I mean, right now my, all my focus is on Maryland. Uh, and then I'll probably only hunt Maryland until, until PA opens and then I'll be done with Maryland unless I go back. Uh, for the muzzleloader season mid-October. But Pennsylvania, I kind of already have an idea where I'm going to be at. I think maybe the day before season, I'll tiptoe in and just maybe check a camera or two just to get an idea of, like what area I need to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, as you already know, I have some really good deer on camera here, and I have all those spots scouted and kind of have an idea where I need to be. And then uh, now I'm just going to check some cards and then use my woodsmanship to hunt that fresh sign and go off of that. Um, as far as, uh, Ohio, uh, I, I think I am, you know, I'm staying back for the opener in Ohio. Uh, but I am going to go down the second weekend, uh, and just get a weekend hunt in to, uh, to check some cameras and make sure everything's squared up. And then the next weekend I'll actually be in Ohio for 11 days from the 14th through like the 22nd. Oh, nice. Yeah. Chris, I don't know what, uh, 
right now, like I told you, more honey-do lists, one more day I think I have in me, maybe a day and a half. But, uh, man, for like you said, for PA, it's going to be – it's going to be coming up quick, and like you said, I'll be checking some cameras here this week after school and getting after it and seeing what the uh, first couple game plan days are going to be for me as well. Yeah, I mean, it's right around the corner, and it's going to hit us before we even know it. <laughs> I know. I just hope, I just hope, man, like all the work that we put into, and like I said, if any indica- if if what you've already encountered, what have I, what I have encountered in Maryland is any indication of what this upcoming year could, you know, hold for us, or at least, you know, as far as, you know, encountering fun hunts, man, I'm, I'm excited for that. Come on. What else you been uh, up to? Not a whole lot, man. Uh, right now, you know, since season is in, uh, I'm pretty much solid pound hunting and going to work. Uh, uh, last week, uh, when I was hunting, I, I was, I left Tuesday morning and didn't go back home until Saturday night. Yeah. What's the, what's, I just, uh, what, what's the best way to sleep in the truck? <laughs> you know, I just, uh, I go down and flip the seat back, go to bed and then I wake up and hunt and drive to work and come back and do it again all week long. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm sure that's a reward that feels good of sleeping in the truck and driving down and back and forth. I mean, obviously you're not too far from the border, which is nice for you. But man, you know, it's, it gets tiring. It's like, it's already your rutcation, but doing it during the middle of the week with uh, going down to Maryland. Yeah, definitely, man. The, the grand scheme of things, um, it's like with the, the buck encounter and letting an arrow fly, man, you know, uh, stuff doesn't always work out like, uh, like you think it will. And, and I, I think one thing that, you know, I want to throw out there is, you can't always look at the downside, you know, I talked to a few guys and uh, the few guys that I talked to are always very uplifting and help me look at the bright side. But, you know, if you think about it, with all the woodsmanship scouting I did on that scrape, I got in, uh, I seen it was the one I needed to be on. I picked my tree uh, for the wind. I picked my access to come in a way that nobody else would. And I put myself in there, man, you know, that buck come in, you know, 15, 16 yards. Like that was my opportunity. You know, that could have been done and over with right there. And they do, you know, I didn't make the shot, but, uh, you know, as far as the scouting part, you know, it worked, you gave yourself, you know, what you, I needed you, to do, it worked. Yep. You put yourself in the game and that's the aspect that I beat myself up for that opening weekend as well. You know, I, I, I had that encounter with that buck, that buck and, you know, luckily, like you said, I talked to some really good friends, uplifting and encouragement. And, you know, they were just saying basically the same thing. Listen, dude, you've never been there. You never stepped foot there. You scouted, you found what you needed to, you're in the right position. It just, the buck came from a different angle that you were anticipating with the weather and everything like that. And by the point in time, you know, he hit your ground scent and looked up at you. He saw you, he bolted. I mean, I put myself in that opportunity and to be fair, Last year, as far as the buck counters have gone, man, that was a that was the one of the better bucks that I had encounters with. Last year was just you know a couple, which was great on October 29th. But as far as you know, right now, man, that was awesome. I've never been this early where I could say I had an encounter with a buck, and that's you know I'm really happy with with the way that went and the way that played out, and you know it just motivates me, gives me more confidence heading into this season, and I'm sure that's the same thing that you're going through right now as well. Oh, absolutely. And like we talked about earlier, 
uh, you know, even months ago, uh, we were saying about how, you know, I go to Maryland just to, to get myself ready. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and all this, all my scouting I did over the summer and postseason and throwing that into the mix now and tell myself where I need to be as far as the woodsmanship, like it, it all comes together and you find out like, Hey, like this works. I need to, to try to find how I can repeat this and in multiple locations and put yourself in the game and have an opportunity. Yep. Put yourself in the game, man. I like it. All right, Chris. Well, man, I appreciate you coming on. What's your outlook for uh, this upcoming week? What, what what are you hoping for? Well, I think I'm going to get back on that scrape where I shot that buck at least one or two more six because there is multiple bucks hitting that. And uh, I'm hoping this rain that came in kind of washed it away a little bit. I haven't been in there since uh, the day I tracked him. So I'm going to give it four or five days and I'm going to try to get back in there and shoot another one. Heck yeah, dude. I know something's going to happen. So I appreciate you. Best of luck to you. Can't wait to see that success. And uh, we'll, we'll chat soon. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoy this one. We'll see you next week on Wednesday. And appreciate you, Chris, for coming on, man. We'll see you next week, everybody. Antler up. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Antler Up podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please go check us out on our Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Go Wild and at antlerupoutdoors.com. If you enjoyed this episode, go leave a review and subscribe for next week's episode. Until then, Antler Up.